Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We are going through our series, Blessed to be a Blessing. This is the encounter service, so I'm going to teach very fast. Yeah. I trust you have you've taken your dose of coffee. Yeah, and sharp, sharp. We are blessed to be a blessing. And today I want us to talk about the blessing of work. The blessing of work. Uh, my sister Ruth is here. And... Uh, yeah, when we were growing up, we worked. Shout out, work is a blessing. So after our dad had been shot, dead, I was only eight. Now, it was left up to us to figure out how we were going to make it out of the village. And you know, in the village, when you have land, that's a blessing. When you have land and you have a mother who's, who knows that education is the key. So we started working. I, I was very young. I remember we were with my cousin Kenneth. We had our small holes for the young ones. Early morning. You go out. You dig. You dig until it's too hot to continue. Yeah, there was no timer. My mom would measure out the widths. Everyone you're given your width, they, they will use the hose. You know, you use the hoe and you, 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 yeah. So you get your patch like this, and then you are going until where we are going. Hey! My friend, when you have your target and goal, the whole idea of standing around and banging KB wasn't going to work. So you go at it. You start when you're not, you can't see properly, like dawn. The sun is just making its mind up about coming out. You dig, you dig, you dig. The sun comes out. You dig, you dig. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, at that point, you better have ace to your thing. Because it's time to go back home. To chill? No. <laughs> you go home. There are cows. The cows need to be milked. And then taken to the guy who took care of all the village cows. He used to take them somewhere to some government land. So he would release them in the morning and pick them in the evening. So cows... Mm, so you milk the cows, take the cows, take the milk to sell. Goats, you have to take the goats there to the, wherever they are going to feed. Ah. Of course, the chickens were easy. You just open the door, they go out free range, they take care of themselves. Pigs! I mean, like, we kept every kind of animal. That's why I don't have pets. I finished my animal life in Mutai. So I, yeah, 
these kids, they keep going, we want a rabbit, we want a dog. I'm like, in your house, in your house. You can have as many dogs as you want in your house and as rabbits, but I did my animal life and I finished. So pigs, you have to feed the pigs. The pigs, of course, you, you have to build shelters, houses where they stay. They have to be under trees because pigs don't do well under the sun. And now we had a Muslim neighbor called Mr. Muteweta. Now, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Muteweta, we respected him a lot. Now, these pigs, I don't know how they would break out of the pig's tie. And guess where the pigs would go? Muteweta's so when you see Muteweta coming, looking a certain way, you just know we are in trouble. And, and he was in Uganda, so he spoke only Uganda. He didn't speak Lusoka. And by the time you're done with the round of digging, cows, goats, pigs, chickens. Now, depending on the season, there's also harvesting and then they're taking out the beans or the maize to dry, or hurling whatever that stuff is, and putting it back before the afternoon rain. Now, somewhere in the mix there, breakfast needed to be prepared. And eaten. And then lunch, which usually came around 4 p.m. Then you run off to go and play some local football. And you have to time because the cows are coming. So as soon as the cows come, your football game is over when the cows come. They, you immediately find substitutes. Moses, of the cows have come. The cows were the referee for some of us. So you take the cows home, make sure the chickens have come in, you have to milk the cows and then go sell the evening milk. There was a certain tree which was so dark, every time my cousin and I would pass under it, we would go very quietly. And then someone steps on a small stick. <laughs> Suddenly, night Olympics. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have to come back. So some of those nights, the worst nights were, were when it's raining. Because you know cows must be milked whether it's dry or wet. And we didn't have cow shelters, so you milked in the rain. And then you had to put the milk in a bottle. We used beer bottles to measure the half liter. You know how you get milk from a mortar into a beer bottle without any drop going outside? Yeah. Yeah, that was us. Precision. I don't, people who do, I don't understand people who don't know precision. From a mortar, huh? a chino, into a beer bottle without losing milk. Yeah. We didn't use funnels. Funnels, what funnels? You just poured it accurately. And then distribute, then go sell. Then you come back. So there's dinner to be made. And then finally, you've taken the milk, the cows are in, you're preparing dinner with Kenneth, mom is in the sitting in the house. We are in our grass thatched kitchen. Of course, no electricity, no water, nothing. 
and you're starting to warm up, roasting some maize and having that evening tea. It's raining outside. You're trying to get the food done so you take it in for dinner. It's around 8.30 p.m. That's when you remember the gods are still in the bush. We learned to work early. So I don't understand some people <laughs> who just hang around. Some guy said, I've discovered the secret to life. Then they asked him, what is it? I hear, you just hang around until it catches up with you. No, 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 no. That's not how life works. So we learned to work hard early in life. So for some of us, uh, Success is guaranteed because we learned how to work. You know, I keep telling people, it is very easy to move from being a failure to a success. Just start, start waking up at 4 a.m. Just even if to do nothing. Set the alarm for 4 and when it goes off, wake up. And then figure out what am I going to do today. You will immediately be ahead of 95% of Ugandans. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. Let's read together. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. I don't hear you. Verse 10. And indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia, full stop. Now, you see, the text wasn't written with verses in it. People put the verses. And this is one of those places where I think that the verse was... that the vast distribution was not well done. Because clearly, the issue of brotherly love ends on verse uh, 10a. If you read from the beginning. And you find that from 10b going downwards, he's talking about work. Now, there is a connection between brotherly love and work. Of course. But that's not the point. There can't be much brotherly love if people are not working. Because to love someone, you need to have something to give. And if you have a bunch of people who are not all working, they are all trying to figure out how to get something from someone else. And in that environment, there is no brotherly love. Having said that, let's start after the full stop with new understanding. Amen. And now you're going to read aloud whether you are enthusiastic about work or not. Together. But we... You, brethren. You know, some of the synonyms for urge are implore you, we entreat you, we compel you, we appeal to you, we plead with you, brethren. These are saved people. These are Christians in church. One time, someone died in church and they called the the emergency services. They took out half the church before they could find a dead person. I thank God that's not this church. So, please don't pretend to be as if you are. <laughs> but we urge you. In other words, the thing Paul is talking to these people about, it is something that they are likely 
not to be very excited about and therefore likely to do without any comparing, urging, entreating, almost as if forcing with some threats thrown in. Because later on he has the one with a threat. I will show it to you. Are you alive? We urge you. If you have ever had a toddler who is a boy all the way into their teen years, when it comes to the matter of bathing, bathing is not straightforward for young boys growing up. Yeah. The word urge is what you do to a young boy when it comes to bathing. Now, I'm going to take it for granted that after some of you got married, we overcame that problem. Because now you share a bed with someone. When you're not bathing, it's complicated. It's complicated. Men, boys, it's complicated. Yeah. I've stopped. I remember being in Mir Primary one time, and then uh, we had the term, and we had to go back to do some holiday studies. I was, I think, in P5 or P6. It must have been P7, those things of preparing. Honestly, I'm not remembering bathing that term, <laughs> that, that holiday, not, not term, holiday. I'm not remembering very well that. My mind, <laughs> my, memory, <laughs> my memory fails me. Greetings, Mrs. Mkisa. Now, nowadays I bathe. Yeah. Twice a day, twice. Yeah, people, it's minimum twice. In the tropics, twice. Yeah, because you're sweating. Yeah, even if you have a good deodorant, twice. You know, some things as a pastor, you have to teach them practically, like now. How, how, how often? Twice. Now, for ladies, I don't want to go into any details, but we urge you. Brethren, huh? what does it say? That you increase more and more. Wow. You know, when you use the word increase, the assumption is that you're talking about more. So when someone uses increase and uses the word more twice, it means that the situation is serious. I say, increase the volume. Do you think I might by any chance be meaning less volume? Huh? Huh? Increase the speed. Do you think I'm telling you to slow down? But when it says that I ask, we urge you we, to, to be guided day, to be guided to increase more and more. Here are some of the other words for increase. Expand. Grow. 
grow, upsurge, develop. Flourish. You know that Paul is telling the, the Thessalonians, I've, I've just got a revelation right now, so let me share it immediately. Thessalonians is also where Paul talked a lot about the rapture, the return of our Lord. Yeah, isn't it so? Those who talk about the dead in Christ will rise first, where is it? It's the Thessalonians. So, these people who had such an, a great expectation for the return of the Lord, also he's urging them a lot about increasing now, now, now here on earth. Because some people, when you tell them about work, growth, net worth, income, what they're like, uh, we are going to heaven. You think the rest of us are not going to heaven? The series is blessed to be a blessing. When you're broke, it's hard to bless people. You become a subject of prayer requests. So Paul is saying, we urge you, brethren. In other words, you're likely going to be there and your economic heads are switched off. You just talk spiritual things, spiritual things. Abomination of the desolation at the holy place. The return of the Lord. Premillennial, amillennial, postmillennial. ETC, ETC. But when we are broke, no, not in this church. Here we both look forward to the return of our Lord and to reign in life here now through that same Lord that we are expecting. And that can't happen when you switch off your economic brain. Every time we do a, a financial series in this church, people leave. It amazes me. And you wonder, who, who is funding their lives? Because unless someone is funding your life, you should be interested in finances if you're working for your own money. Yeah, it says, we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you develop, that you grow, that you buy land, that you build houses, that you start businesses, that you advance in your career, that you have mutual funds, and other such increase more and more. Psalm 2, Psalm, 1, Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know what that verse actually is if you think about it? Because you just parrot it, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall, I shall not want. What does that mean? You know when the, the, the Bible teaches about Elijah, Elijah and the woman whose cruise of flour says it did not want. It means it never reduced. What this verse means, actually the best way to read this verse is because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall always be increasing. That's why the next part talks about he makes me to lie down in green pastures, lead me beside the still waters. Sheep, what do they need in life? Pasture, water, period. Now, you, even though the Bible says that you are the sheep of the Lord, I can guarantee you, you need more than pasture and water. Mm. You're complicated. Your pasture and water is too, too diverse. You need a roof. You need clothing. You need education. You need love. You need all sorts of things. Ha, ha, ha. 
The access to all those things is work. Yeah. God has designed the primary way to provide for his children. Yeah? Are you listening? God's dominant primary way ordained from Genesis to provide for you is one word work. He blessed them and said, be fruitful. Multiply. Subdue the earth. That's the blessing. (laughs) That's the blessing. Some people think that being blessed is when you're there and you just receive money without working for it. That's not being blessed. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Those who are giving, where did did they get it from? What's the word? Some of you are not even saying it. You're You're confused about the topic. We urge you we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Verse 11, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life. <laughs> is, is this good or not? To lead a quiet life, to mind <laughs> your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you not suggested to you commanded pastors, MC leaders court shepherds you are now in authority yeah, like Paul what did Paul tell us was he suggesting to them that work would be a good idea he commanded, so even you if you are following scripture as the leader of God's people, as the shepherd of God's people, you can't be operating on suggestion when it comes to work. You can suggest when it comes to other things, but if you are to be true to scripture, when it comes to work, there is no suggestion. You command. Command. There's a Danish proverb which says that still waters run deep. Still waters run deep. Okay. I will pro- progress. He says to mind your own business. In other, focus your mind on your own business. Some of you know a lot more about Elon Musk's business than yours. You spend the whole time online minding other people's Business. You're busy minding other people's business. You know exactly how much Bill Gates lost during the lockdown. But you don't know how much you lost. What does this phrase mean? It means get your mind and where should you put it? On your business. They've really succeeded. But I'm running out of time and I have an important announcement to make. To mind your own business. Working with your own hands as we commanded you. I I saw this quote somewhere. I don't remember the author, but I will read it as it is. 
two things a man needs to marry work and a wife in that order I repeat to him again. Two things a man needs to marry. Uh-huh. Work and a wife in that order. If the kuchala money is being borrowed, if they are borrowing for kuchala, don't do the kuchala. Because it won't be long. Soon they'll be leaving. It won't be long. They'll be going home to their mother, to their mother. Because they married you, but they they never saw Maka. So, to their mother, we shall not behold him. No, guys, <laughs> I'm preaching better than you're listening. Greetings, Doctor Tusu and Auntie Docas. <laughs> Their dance always remind me of that phrase. Two things a man needs to marry: work and a wife. In that order. Yeah. Adam had work before Eve came along. The wife is a helpmate. What are they helping with? If you find someone who is doing absolutely nothing, then you have absolutely nothing to help with. Rebreha, shagede, zekete. My right leg is shaking. Why are some people not happy? Why are some people not happy? Verse 12, the result of living this kind of life, verse 12, what does it say? That you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. Two results. One, you live an exemplary life to those who are not Christians. They look at you and they admire. Let me ask you, is your life admirable to non-believers? Is your life admirable to non-believers? Do non-believers look at you and they're like, hey. Or do they look at you? You've just been trying to rip them off the whole time. They're like, then they have a litany of, of deals that went bad because they made the mistake of doing them with a church person. you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. Any, any presence of lack 
in your life is an indication that you have not embraced work. Yeah. Work eliminates lack. Shake a day. That's treatable. Yeah. Work eliminates lack. If you are lacking, it's because you are not working. Second Thessalonians 3, 6 to 12, but we command you, what's the word? Hey, I don't hear you. What's the third word? But we what? We're not suggesting. So if I'm your pastor, I'm not suggesting. Yeah, all right, go find another pastor. Command. We command you. Tula Gira. We command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you. Then he tells you how they were not. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge. But worked. Did what? With what? Labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. Not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. Are you followable? For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear to in location X, cohort Y, mission community Z, we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, how not working at all, but are busy bodies. Like, how do you combine this? You don't work, but you're busy. Busy. But it is said, going somewhere to, to do nothing. Ah, I love this someone. I don't know about you. I love this someone. Yeah. Are there people here? Are you a worker or a busybody? Did you know that worship harvest pastors, in addition to having their job as worship harvest pastors, they are required, required to run a business. Yeah, that's why you hear of home-baked. You think Pastor B3 doesn't get a salary? She gets a salary, of course, her income from home-baked is higher than her salary. But she runs home-baked. Pastor Angela runs beautiful moments. Even though she's on staff and other things, you do too many. These women here, they are like my aunties. My aunties, I wish you could meet them. Those women, they did every. And of course, they are my mother's sisters. So, teachers, agriculture, what, cakes, everything. That's how we studied. 
Sasa tuasoma tutia. You there, you there with your thumb in your mouth waiting for the United Nations. You wake up to watch TV. My God, no, no, not in this church. If you're in this church, you're not allowed to watch TV until like late night. Yeah. After work hours, that's when you watch TV. And if you don't have a teaching program or whatever. Yeah, me, I don't watch TV until weekend. Only when there is Formula One, that's when I watch Co. Yeah, even our children know it. They can't watch TV during the week. They only watch weekends. Now, you, you are an adult. You're disorderly. You're a busybody. You know the latest everything, but you're broke. Are there people? Are there any comments on YouTube or where people have gone quiet? Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Ari runs her own businesses. Yeah. She's a, an SFFG coach. She's an author. She's what? Yeah. My God. You, you people. That's how it works in this church. We are both going to heaven, but also bringing heaven on earth. That's why we have business garage. We believe in the full redemption of Jesus' blood, and that includes elimination of poverty. You can't eliminate poverty by being an advocate of anti-poverty advocate. You work. Otherwise, you'll be an anti-poverty advocate who is broke. Where were we? Verse 10, verse 10. For even when we were with you. What? Read, shout. What? We, I I don't hear you guys. What? Are you trying to shut me down? Uh Uh-huh. What does he say? We commanded you this. Not we suggested. If anyone will not work, that's a command. You see, the worst place to go begging is this church. People will just keep passing you like, <laughs> are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, we've been taught well here. If someone comes to you giving you a long story, they came from Nagongera, they're on their way wherever, but now the hand is like this, then there's this list where you can add your name and, and contribute. Just walk forward. Yeah. Just ask them which mission committee they belong to. That usually ends the story. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in it. Not working. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. Ephesians 4.28 Let him who stall still no longer, but rather let him labor. Say with me the word labor. Say it again. Labor. Say it loudly. Labor. Working with his hands. What is good? That he may have something to give him who has need. You want to be a blessing? 
work. Yeah. Don't bring your excuses of what? Proverbs 10, 14. He was a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Pastor B3 teaches from this verse. And what I note from her teaching is it's a process. Yeah. You tend towards poverty or wealth. It's a process based on the decision you make. Do you have a slack hand or are you diligent? Hmm. Yeah. All the people you like you whose success you like or don't like. Don't think they wake up at the same time as you. And don't think they spend their day doing being entertained. Yeah. People wake up earlier than you, they go to bed after you, but you want to be as successful as them. That's a lie. It's a lie. Even heaven doesn't allow that. Unless you're a thief. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put for slave by Pastor Angel and Pastor Bishop. You can come now. The soul of the lazy man desires and has nothing. Do you see what they are desires? Do you want some money? Uh, uh, do you want some money? Even me, I want. If it was a case of wanting, <laughs> we all want. Yeah, we all want, but some people want, but what do they have? Nothing. Nothing is the state of having nothing. <laughs> Ladies, hurry up. Otherwise, we end up with nothing. Mm. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting. Every time you ask, how far with that project? Yeah, we are still working on it now. Long stories. You'll either have reasons or results, not both. The lazy man does not roast what he took him, but, but diligence is man's precious possession. I could go on and go on and go on, but I'm sure you get the point. You, you get the point. What a word. I'm sure we are all cut to the heart. Please get up on your feet here in the room across all the worship harvest locations. Let's stand up right now as we respond to the word of the Lord. I want you to just start to pray right now. Why don't you go ahead, open your mouth, pray in the spirit. Start to just pray right now, everywhere. Let prayer arise in the room everywhere. Just start to pray. Open your heart. Make a decision about some things that you must do now. Some of you know that you need to increase what you've been doing to do more than you've been doing. Some of you need to start doing something. Don't say, I'm too young. I'm a student. Contribute. Some of you know someone you need to talk to about who you've been aiding in, 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 in being unproductive and you need to stop aiding that and instead be a blessing to them and help them to start working. Whatever it is that God is speaking to you about in this moment, I want you to take a moment and ask yourself, Lord, what are you saying to me and what am I going to do today? Because we must respond to this word for it not to fall to the ground. And as is our custom, we are very highly accountable. Tell someone who disciples you that this is what Jesus is saying to me after the sermon. This is what I'm going to do about it. Those of you who lead missional communities, huddles, cohorts, um, zones, 
pastors, coach, cluster leaders, reach out to the people you disciple and ask them, what are you going to do? Specifically, after this is a word that I sense requires an immediate response from each one of us. And, and as we respond to this word, I want to ask anyone in the room, you're here today, uh, or you're at home watching, and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, as the rest of you continue in prayer, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. That's the most important decision of your life, to cross over from darkness to light, from death to life. If you're here, no fear, but I would like to invite you today to make that decision to walk with Jesus, to have a life of meaning, to stop the patterns of your life that are destroying the good life that God has planned for you. If that's you today and you're saying yes to Jesus, I'd like you to put your hand up boldly that you're saying today I come home, today I say yes to Jesus in the room, wherever you are. Just put your hand up briefly. A pastor will run to you and start to pray with you wherever you are. Just put that hand up boldly and say, I'm saying yes to Jesus. I want to start a relationship with him today. Here in Nalia, at all our locations, go ahead, let those hands go up and we are going to pray together. We're going to pray together. Would you pray this simple prayer after me? Those of you who are saying yes to Jesus today, say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we know, yes, that you are born again. Would you let us know that you made that decision by sending a message to 0775642449. As I close, this, the, the, the part here is, parents, uh, we have children, and for some of us, we think that loving them is making them not work not participate in chores at home, watch TV all day, you are leading them out of the way of the kingdom of God. You're teaching them that work is pain, work is punishment. And we need to raise our children in the way that they should go so that when they grow up, they'll not depart from it. So let's go home and give our children work every day in the home, outside the home, reward them for it and, and, and train them up in the way of the Lord that they may be those people who love and see work as a blessing. Over to you, Pastor Angie. Thank you so much, Pastor Bithri. Two or three things, two or three things. Someone here needs to know that you're not going to die. You will live and not die. There are two categories of people. You've just been feel, feeling like an overwhelming sense of like the spirit of death and you will live and not die. You found yourself thinking lots about your funeral service or the funeral service of your husband. You will live and not die. There's someone else, you're in bed. You're in bed and you've started to have thoughts about death and I'm here to tell you that you will live and not die. Uh, you, have, you have promises that you wrote down in a book somewhere of things that God is going to do. Just get that book out, start to read out those promises and get out of your bed. Get out of your bed. Second category, as Apostle was teaching, you started to think, you know, when you were teaching about work, you kept saying, I mean, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've sent 
applications to this place and applications to another place and applications to another place. But God is saying you can work with your hands. There are things. Do not put your access to be a blessing to other people onto someone else. He's saying, get up. You know, I, I got the sense that because Apostle has spoken, there has been a grace for us to work. Yeah. There has been a grace for us Amen. to work. So the things that you've been wanting to start, start them. There's a grace right now. There's a grace right now to start that thing that you've been wanting to do. There's a grace right now to, 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 to add fire. There's a thing you've been wanting to do and it's stuck. So there's a grace to start. There's a grace to increase. And there's a grace just to, you know, go to the next level. So just, so just do it. So just do it. Father, thank you so much because there's healing. Thank you because you're healing people. I, 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 I kept getting the sense of limbs, 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 limbs. Thank you because limbs are getting better. People's wrists, someone with arthritis, but also someone has been failing to stretch out your hand. I command strength to your hand and I command life you will live and not die in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, there's, there's people watching go in the room. Uh, it has to do with fertility, having children. Some gentlemen, you've been told you have a low sperm count and so you're not able to conceive. And some ladies, you've been told that there are issues, uh, fibroids, cysts, etc. in your womb. God is opening up your womb and is opening up the capacity to reproduce. That is from God. That's a doctor's report, but God did not make a womb so that you don't give birth. He even asks, can I make the womb and not make it carry? And, and some of you have had miscarriages and he says, can I make you to conceive and not bring forth? That is not of God. And he is standing against it today. And so right now, I speak in the name of Jesus over every womb and every male system that has been spoken over as dead or in, in, inefficient or inactive by any medical doctor. We cancel that report in the name of Jesus. We render it powerless. We condemn every tongue that has risen. And we speak right now a reproducing effect in every womb, in every organ of every married couple that desires to have children. We speak to you, be fruitful, multiply, receive seed and, and hold it until nine months in the name of Jesus. No more miscarriages, no more barrenness. You will carry children in your womb and you will glorify God in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey. I'm here to confirm that word you gave because as I was praying this morning, that's what God talks to me about and somehow I forgot to give it to you. That there is, as a result of this teaching, this teaching is not informational. It's impartational. So as a result of this teaching, there's going to be opportunities. Doors are opening. Yeah. Many, I'm seeing many doors for work and growth and expansion. And what you need to do is walk through them. Now the other thing you need to do is to testify. Because as I was praying, I was wondering, God, people get so many miracles. Why do we hear from very few people and remind he reminded me of Jesus and the ten lepers the only one who came back to acknowledge the miracle so he, God was ministering to me that don't worry don't stop keep doing what you do because even the Lord himself only had 10% appreciation or 10% acknowledgement 
Now, you can be wiser than that. Because many of you, God has done great things for you, but you keep quiet about it. It's not good to keep quiet about it. But I, I'm telling you, doors are, are opening. Yeah, promotions are opening. Promotions are opening. Opportunities for business are opening. Markets are opening right now. Markets are opening to you. New markets, new clients. People who have never, people, you, you're going to see, people are going to start contact, contacting your business. Very strange people. People that you have never reached in the natural, they are going to call you and they'll be like, we want to work with you. We've heard about you. We want to contract you. I'm telling you, if I were you, I would be receiving that right now. Because I, I saw it, but I'd forgotten about it until she came and, and talked about that. There is grace now for work, for opportunities. Amen. Do you receive it in the name of Jesus? for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.